Last night, I broke the unspoken rule of parenting, and I shared on Facebook that I do not like being a mom. And I have no regrets about writing that post or sharing my feelings. And to be honest, it's not the first time that I've even felt that way or expressed that. I have like three unreleased podcast episodes Um, From a few months ago when I was having a particularly difficult time that I just never took the time to clean up and put out here. But I made the decision that I'm just going to talk. I'm going to talk into this phone. not going to use my mic or edit uh, professionally or anything like that. And I'm just going to tell y'all the real. And here it is. Reasons I don't enjoy being a mom. And the reasons why most people are afraid to talk about having these feelings. I became a mom at a point in my adult life where I was not doing well taking care of myself. When I found out I was pregnant, it was not a happy moment for me. And I spent my entire pregnancy... Being happy for other people in my family who were welcoming children into the world, but never truly reaching that level of excitement for myself and my impending journey. Um, I just kept thinking like, okay, well, maybe in the next month, in the next trimester after the baby is here, you know, and it just, it just didn't happen. And I want to clarify right now that not Liking my role as a parent this is not synonymous with not liking my child. Like, I love my baby. My tiny human is someone who brings me joy on lots of days. Um, and I enjoy watching them develop their own personality. So just to clarify, not enjoying my role as a mother does not mean I do not like my child. That's not at all what I'm saying. But yeah, back to my list. I I never, I never got excited while I was pregnant. The one thing that I had any excitement about was a baby shower, possibly bringing uh, my family around. And then the pandemic shut shit down. So I never got to have a baby shower. And... I don't know. I I have truly experienced parenting in more of an isolation bubble than I ever anticipated I would. So there's a level of support that I was anticipating having from people in my life that just wasn't available due to the pandemic. You know, people I care about being um, immunocompromised or having people in their homes that were immunocompromised and us wanting to protect each other. So it started off in that way. And I want to be clear that I've had several relatives and family members step up and be of support, both from my own family and uh, my child's other parents' family. But it's just not the, it takes a village that I was envisioning as a child, when I used to want to birth 12 children, 
I was definitely walling for that. But yeah, so my initial reason is that I was at a position where I was not financially able to take care of myself. And it just didn't seem wise to bring a child into the world. And, you know, my doctor, my partner, the friends I confided in, the family I confided in, all were confident that within nine months, that was an adequate amount of time for me to become gainfully employed and turn my life around and be prepared for this child. And I don't, I won't say that I 100% believed them, but I wanted to have that level of optimism as well. And it just didn't happen for me. I struggled with taking care of myself for a while before I found out I was pregnant. So it wasn't just like one bad thing happened and then I found out I was pregnant. Like, no, there was a series of unfortunate events in my life for maybe the two, three years leading up to that pregnancy. So um, if I had been left to my own devices, I would have made a different decision and trusted that I know myself best and that I was not in a position mentally or financially to be responsible for someone else. The second reason I don't enjoy being a parent is like I said, I'm not experiencing that it takes a village type of upbringing and support that I was looking forward to. I'm not upset about it. It's just coming to terms with that reality has been difficult. But I respect the fact that other people have lives of their own and are out here trying to maintain. It's just like the past couple of years, the world has just been different. It's been different for everybody. And I'm not taking anything personally, but like motherhood is fucking hard. Parenting period is difficult but motherhood specifically is hard I think the largest reason that I personally do not enjoy my role as a parent is that it makes me face some hard truths about myself. I have been a reflective person for as long as I can remember. Writing in journals, you know, learning to trust people again and sharing with friends. When I was in grad school to become a classroom educator, we learned specific tools to become reflective in our practices in the classroom. What went well? What could we do differently? How did it impact this scholar, that scholar? What data can we use to make different decisions going forward? And It was difficult for me to apply 
my analytical brain in that way because it was just so many moving pieces in the classroom. But with parenting, you don't get a planning period. You don't get a moment to step back and say, oh, well, this went this way and I want to try these things tomorrow. Um, I mean, you, you can, but you're not off. You know, when you're a teacher, that shit was hard, too. And it just was like never ending work because you taking home papers to grade and planning periods and all that type of stuff were used for things other than actually planning. So that was like a never ending job. And parenting is like teaching on steroids because you don't get to send the kid home. As a teacher, to this day, I think about a lot of my kids. There are so many children that were birthed by other people who occupy space in my heart and my brain to this day. And I've been out of the classroom for seven years. And now imagine thinking about somebody's kid from seven years ago who you had for a significant amount of time in a day. But they got to go home to somebody else. You might have still been thinking about them and, oh, I want to do this tomorrow. That might brighten this kid's day or this strategy might make this person less likely to be disruptive. But you could also watch Scandal and turn your teacher brain off. As a parent, you don't get that luxury to turn your parent brain off. Because for me, at least, my child is not in... Um, any child care program and the list of people I trust with my child is very short and my desire to respect their time and not abuse their support um, means that I spend majority of my days as many hours as I am awake with my child interacting with them, um, trying to have a moment for myself and calculate how much time do I have to do this thing before they wake up? How long have they been asleep? What am I going to feed them when they wake up? What am I going to eat for me? Will I have time to take a shower during this nap? So many things. It's like a never ending to-do list in my brain. But back to my point of it making me uh, be reflective in ways that it's just more than uncomfortable. I can sit in discomfort. I've been there several times. I, like I said, have been naturally reflective since I was a young person, constantly writing in my notebooks, um, thinking about how my day went, what I could do differently. And was I right? about the thing that I said to somebody that caused them to respond in a way that was less than ideal. That's just my personality, how it's been for years. And the biggest way that parenting throws that in my face is I became a parent because I made a series of decisions that did not put me first. I made a series of decisions that did not put me first when I knew I needed to. 
when I communicated that I needed to. And I allowed other people to essentially gaslight me, whether that was their intention or not, but make me feel like my ability to be firm in making choices for myself was something that served me as an individual, but not necessarily as someone who wanted to be in a partnership or as someone who wanted to grow in relationship with others. And to make that clear for people who might be new here, I was the only child for 10 years. I left home at 17 to go to college three and a half hours away and had been away from home for nine years total before I had to move back in with my mom. So I'm a very independent person used to spending most of my time alone and making decisions for me that don't necessarily I won't say consider because I, I, I personally view myself as a considerate individual and even if people don't feel that way when I express the decisions I make they usually are decisions that are in consideration of what's best for both for all parties involved but anyway I came to be pregnant and carry this pregnancy to term and become a parent to a tiny person full of personality because I made a series of decisions that did not put me first when I knew I needed to. It's okay to not put yourself first if you don't know any better. But in these specific moments, I knew that was what was going to be best for me. And I allowed other people's opinions or feelings to influence, excuse me, the when I was going to make a decision. You know, maybe I said, I'm going to do X on this day. And they said, "Mm, you know, that really should have been a conversation. And I'm like, nah, it really is about me, not about you. And I'm going to do it on this day. And they said, well, can can you reconsider? I'm like, all right, well, then I'm going to do it on that day. And if I had just stuck to what I had known was best for me in any of those given scenarios, I would not be spending 24 hours a day with a tiny human full of personality, depending on me to provide for them and guide them in ways that I had failed to provide and guide for myself in the years prior to conceiving. And so I think for me, what frustrates me most about motherhood is that I knew better. I wasn't a teen parent, And so a lot of people felt like, oh, you know, you're not a kid. You can figure it out. But I knew better. I knew that I was not in the position that I wanted to be in 
to become a parent, to sustain life for someone other than myself when I was already struggling to do for me. And that's not even really the brunt of it, right? That is a large part of why I don't like being a parent. Because when it gets hard, I really got to sit there and live with the fact that, like, you know, you could not be dealing with any of this right now if you had just did what was best for you when you had the chance to. And I'm not talking about terminating pregnancy. I have no issue with women who have had to make their choice for themselves, but I'm talking about preconception decisions. The brunt of it, however, is not just having this moving reminder that I failed to put myself first. It's that I'm now responsible for helping this person teach other people how to respect their boundaries when they wouldn't exist if I had successfully enforced my own. Yeah, uh, I'm going to let y'all sit with that for a little bit longer. The hardest part about parenting for me is that I am now responsible for helping someone navigate the process of teaching people to respect their boundaries when this person wouldn't exist if I had successfully enforced my own. When I wrote on Facebook today that I do not like being a mom, one of my friends, you know, shared that they were sending me big hugs and that they know um, most people are afraid to say this. And I was like, "Mm mm-hmm, that's why I shared it because I know that there are other women out there who feel this and who are afraid of saying it. Because of how other people would view them. I, before writing that status, was one of those women who was afraid of how it would make me look to say the truth out loud. And I shared, somebody else asked in the comments, um, could I share why I don't like it? You know, was it about support? You know, what was causing me to not like it? And I told that person, like, it's deeper than support. Motherhood is challenging every day for a different reason. It's like there's no cheat code because as soon as you figure out one challenge, a new one has arose. 
And then you never have a sense of accomplishment. You feel what I'm saying? Like, oh, I got my baby to sleep in their bed on their own. Hmm. But potty training is trash right now. Oh, I successfully went from breastfeeding. But they teething, so now they biting me. And it's all these different things that you have to navigate. And dealing with the child specifically. Those things are difficult. But the other things that are challenging. And then maybe I'm just not following the right people. And I'm not in the right spaces. Whatever the case may be. Uh, that people are not talking enough about to me. Or maybe I won't say that. Because I'm, I am starting to see more conversations about it. I'm starting to see more people speak up about. Really wanting people to mind their fucking business. It's difficult when it's strangers. And it's a little bit harder when it's people you love and care about. As a black woman, I receive a lot of criticism about my child's hair care. That's frustrating for me because I feel like we looked like grease monkeys. That don't mean I got to make my baby look like no grease monkey. One, my child is still an infant and I want to be mindful about what I'm putting on her scalp because those things have lots of long-term effects that we have not always been educated on in our community and it's like why do y'all care so much about how you look that you are willing to sacrifice health for beauty and then on top of that like i be doing shit to her hair but she's a baby and she like to roll on the floor and climb on shit and then her hair be looking rough again and so that's one area that bothers me, right? I purchased some products. I had my partner watch me and said, please watch me put these things in this child's hair. Because I know somebody going to say something about how it looks. Did I comb it? Did I brush it? Blah, blah, blah. I made them put their phone down and give me their full attention. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks nice. It smells good. Either later that day or the next day. Definitely later that day. Maybe 20 minutes after the fact. Somebody made a comment about um, me not putting anything in the hair. And I was like, I just did. And I made him watch. And he kind of laughed. And then this person put more product in their hair. And it was like, oh yeah, this smells nice. And it made it soft. Do you know that at the end of the day. We were putting the same brand of products in the child's hair. They just were using adult products and I was using the child line of products from that same company. And it's just like, this is unnecessary drama. Like y'all just want to be like Michael Jackson said, you want to be starting something. You got to be starting something. There's nothing wrong with their hair. It does not have to look freshly brushed all 24 hours of the day. If it got done, it got done. Let it be. Right? That's one thing. 
another is when your child is able to verbally or non-verbally with stank faces, turned head, pushing their arms away, uh, communicate their own physical boundaries and people in their space, in their bubble. And other folks just don't seem to notice, comprehend, respect, absorb that tiny humans are people too. Like we just watch Horton Hears a Who and bro said, a person is a person no matter how small, right? And, you know, for someone who doesn't have a large vocabulary, shaking your head no, pushing people away, um, walking away when others are requesting a hug or asking for affection or, you know, trying to pressure you into public displays of affection as an infant it's a weird position to be in as a parent because it's like you know I don't ever want anybody to feel like I have a personal beef with you because I told my child they don't have to hug you but like we gonna have a personal beef if you keep trying to make my child hug you like that's not okay it's not okay for anyone to do it's not okay to ignore signs of denial you know like i i may not be able to verbally say no but if i shake my head no when you ask or if you reach in Without my consent and I push you away and lean away, respect that back up. And so having to be the bad guy and say, um, nah, they don't they don't really want that hug right now, bro. Or this doesn't seem like a situation that's safe for this little person. Like finding the right words to address that without coming off like a bee is difficult and then when people don't know you well you just get labeled as the bee anyway and i'm cool with that i truly am if you don't fuck with it you don't fuck with it because at the end of the day it's my job and all i can think about is like i said Had I done a better job of enforcing my own boundaries, I wouldn't have this responsibility, right? And so that makes it even more pressing for me to teach them to use their voice so they never have to look back on decisions and be like, I knew this could end in that way. I knew that I could end up in a situation where I don't have, I'm no longer the priority. I no longer have the time to address my mental well-being, my financial circumstances, or any of those other things with the same urgency because now I have to put the needs of another person before mine, right? 
when I could have just made a different decision a long time ago and not end up here. No, no, I'm not giving details specifically. Um, but I want to make sure that it's not coming off. I don't actually, I don't care how it's coming off anymore. I just genuinely don't. I just needed to get that off my mind and my heart. Like this is not the first time parenting was kicking my ass and I, I felt the need to record an episode and I did not publish that episode and I wish I did just so y'all could see the difference between how I was feeling three months ago versus how I'm feeling now and the way I addressed it maybe I will you know at the end of the month or something put that out but it's a lot it's a lot it is a lot to be responsible for another person and feel like you are drowning in your own depression at the same time especially when it was like pre-existing this is not like just postpartum oh having a baby is a big life change this is some no you knew better and you knew you needed to address your own shit by yourself before you were ever pregnant and then you became pregnant and you didn't make the decision that would have made it easier for you to address your shit by yourself. And so now you have to find time to address your shit and make sure you're not pouring your shit into your child. And also find time to be a barrier to protect your child from other people's shit. Because they don't have the same level of... Mm, I don't want to say care because it's not a matter of care. But everybody is just not in that same position in life where they understand that babies are people already. They just have limited communication skills. They are their own people with their own feelings. And they just are figuring out how to communicate back the fuck up to other people and so in the meantime it's my job to communicate back the fuck up on my child's behalf it's my job to not allow other people's shit that they didn't work through to cause them to feel any kind of way about their hair or appearance when they still need to be mastering basic communication bowel movements not eating crayons you know shit like that is a little bit more important than what your hair look like it's a little bit more important than giving people hugs just because they're really excited to see you when you don't want to be hugged right now and that goes both ways because i'm also responsible for teaching my child to respect other people's boundaries which is challenging because when people are constantly forcing themselves onto a tiny person, that tiny person doesn't understand why it's not acceptable for them to just run and jump on somebody who's maybe 
taking a nap or eating or, you know, not in a position physically to receive their embrace or their energy. Because sometimes it don't even be a hug. It just really be a tiny attack. But I think I didn't publish previous episodes because I wanted to be careful not to make my podcast my personal venting space. I wanted to be able to use the discussion room to talk about challenging taboo topics, which we've done over the years. And I didn't want walking into the solo episode space to turn into just me venting about how motherhood is hard or whatever other personal shit I have going on. I really want to be able to have meaningful dialogue and occasionally monologue about important things but I understand now that this is important and that maybe sharing the things that I had been experiencing in the past could have helped somebody else in that time between then and now But I'm not going to hesitate to post this today. Like I said, y'all about to get raw, unedited, no jingle music in the background, podcast clip of my 3.40 in the morning thoughts. I want to be asleep right now. I don't get a lot of sleep now as a parent. And I'm not going to blame that on a child because... Honestly speaking, my sleeping habits were trash before pregnancy or any of that. When I shared that with a psychiatrist recently, they just said, oh, so you choose to stay up and suggested I get some melatonin. And I honestly wanted in that moment to request a different psychiatrist. Fortunately, I don't need to see them. I'm not on any medication for anything, but I just felt like... That was an insensitive way to respond. I see lots of posts lately about people, not just moms, having this like revenge, not sleep situation going on where once everybody else is asleep, you stay up to get shit done. That means something to you because you don't spend the whole day giving to other people and Sometimes I have that and sometimes I want to sleep and I lay there and genuinely cannot get my brain to shut off long enough for me to get meaningful rest. Which makes motherhood even more difficult because imagine having to be responsible for keeping another person alive and protected on 25 minutes of sleep and they done slept for eight hours and they gonna go they recharged they ready and you're just not you're just not there those moments also make motherhood hard because it feels like i'm not giving them the version of me that they deserve
I think I think that's a wrap. You know, I think that's all I have to say. I'll recap the reasons I don't like being a mom. I honestly don't even remember what I said. I'm that tired. I know I talked about the level of reflection it causes me to do introspection that comes along with the job. And that is more so about me. Sometimes you just know better. And I, I did. I know better. And I have to trust myself more to make the decisions for me and about me that serve me. Y'all have a blessed evening, day, wherever you are in the world, whatever you are experiencing. Take a moment to decompress. Do your best to get as much rest as possible so that you are not out here pouring emptiness into other people because you ain't got it in you. And just trust yourself to make the best decisions that there are to be made for yourself. <laughs>